You're listening to The Fix with Ryan Rothstein, live from the PropSwap studios of AM1490 Sports Betting Radio. PropSwap that ticket and cash in while the odds have improved. Once again, here's Ryan. All right, welcome back to The Fix. Jalen Hurts, welcome to the starting lineup for your Philadelphia Eagles. How are we feeling now as it's Thursday night, inching closer to game day? And is it a new era, the start of a new era? Is it just the start of another (sighs) cluster you-know-what? There's just a lot of questions and a lot of stories swirling around the Philadelphia Eagles that aren't going to go away anytime soon. Head coach Doug Peterson, of course, announced Tuesday that Jalen Hurts will get the start over Carson Wentz Sunday as the Eagles are now preparing to take on Taysom Hill and the New Orleans Saints. Hurts has the rushing upside to provide some low-end quarterback one value, and he's worth a priority at this week given how tough it's been. Uh, at the quarterback position. So I think there is some fantasy value for Jalen Hurts. Um, so I think he is the strong pickup there on your waiver wire. I think he's going to put up some stats. I can see maybe a pick. Um, but we'll we'll get into it. We'll get into it tonight and tomorrow now as we're gearing up for the Hurts era or maybe just a Jalen Hurts half. <laughs> We'll see. You you can't rule anything out uh, with the Eagles this season and really over the past couple years. So let's bring in NFL Eagles insider John McMullen. He joins us now just like he does every single night at 1030 for your football fix. Follow him on Twitter at JFMcMullen, phillyvoice.com, si.com, and host of Extending the Play every Saturday morning, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. right here on AM 1490. John, how are you tonight? Doing well. How are you, Ryan? Doing well. Doing well. Um, before we get uh, into not too exciting watching this uh, Patriots Rams game. Not too entertaining. That's what I was just going to ask you. No, it's uh, it's it's a it's atrocious. I mean, that pick six by Cam was impressively poor. Um, well, you know what I get, you know, and Terry, I think Terry Bradshaw called it the boringest offense he ever saw. And, and you know, Josh McDaniels was one of those guys. He was uh, a superstar. He was uh, an innovative offensive mind. It's funny what you look like when you don't have the players to pull it off. <laughs> exactly. It's, um, you know, I heard the, the players actually can make the coaches look good from time to time, but what do we know? <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So here we are. There's... It's like the amazing thing is people yeah. forget. They forget that they lauded Josh McDaniels, and now he's um, he's the biggest city in the world. Well, <laughs> at least besides Doug Peterson. So I, I mean, it's a personnel-driven league. It's a talent-driven league, and there's spikes and and it's cyclical nature. And that's unfortunately the Eagles are obviously on a downtick. Yep, downtick um, to say the least now. And I feel like Carson Wentz has done a good job this week from a PR standpoint in handling it and not surprised by that. You know, I think we all know he's a, he's a great guy, strong character, um, 
does and says the right things on and off the field, not talking about his play recently. Um, but I guess if you just want to touch on that before we get into everything else. Yeah, it's got to be uh, difficult for him. Uh, if you think where this has gone, it was June uh, of 2019, uh, and here we are. Um where he's given $128 million, which at the time, and we know how quickly those contracts are, are surpassed, and it's been surpassed many times since then, but um, at the time, the most guaranteed money ever given to an NFL player, and here we are, and he's benched, and yeah, it's got to be difficult, um, but uh, I, I mean, really not a leg to stand on from a performance standpoint. And I, I say, you know, and we'll get a better feeling when Jalen Hurts gets out there. And obviously a very difficult uh, first game for him uh, against the Saints, the number one defense in the NFL. But, you know, he's going to play with the same running back, same receiver, same offensive line. So we'll see. I, I do think the one difference, I, I think he's going to handle adversity better. I think that's my biggest criticism of Carson Wentz on the field. Off the field, yeah, you're right. I, I mean, he's going to handle things the right way, no question about that. And, uh, you know, you got to go to work. you got to show up and go to work. And it's probably a difficult week for him, but uh, that's where we are. Yep, and it's um... – you know, of course, um, certain personalities in Philly. The the top story today, John, is Jalen Hurts' hat. <laughs> is that the top story? I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. It's fine, you know, when you have a, a Mike Trout who wears his Eagles hat. Uh, um, I, I don't know. I, I, know. I don't think, honestly, Brian, I don't think there's a lot of people that care about that. I think it's no. a very small vocal minority. Um, and, and by the way, if you play well, Allen Iverson being probably the best example of this, you know, he was always wearing his Yankees cap and even Cowboys cap at times, front runner Allen is, uh, you know, he got a pass. But if you're Danelle Pumphrey always wearing your Lakers gear, you don't get a pass. And we'll see where Jalen uh, – lines up on that scale but i i can't believe people care about that I and i don't think many do i really don't no ne- neither do i um it's just hilariously funny to me that that was like a serious conversation um for some <laughs> people <laughs> but uh it's just the world I mean, we live in a 22 year old kid he grows up in houston the houston area and he's supposed to know knuckleheads and uh, certain knuckleheads demand you be a Phillies and Flyers and Sixers fan. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah. Yeah, there's – I don't know what to say to it either besides just laugh and um, shake my head, I guess. So, all right, let's 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 get into some news and notes. Uh, I don't know where you want to preferably start outside of the quarterback or any updates there. Injury updates, John, I asked you that last night, but we'll do it again tonight and tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, Jason Peters missed practice again, um, so it looks like uh, perhaps they're going to shut him down. We'll see if it's for the entire season. Uh, and that would make Nate Herbig most likely the starting right guard again, and that would be game 13 with the 
12 different offensive line group which is pretty astonishing uh, it looks like it's trending that way uh, and then you have the hamstring club TJ Edwards out still Rudy Ford Mike Jaquette back up corner uh, so those guys are not trending in a positive direction. Fletcher Cox is back. We kind of explained that last night. The Eagles are just trying to get him through the week as a, a banged-up veteran player he's going to play. And um, also, Jeffrey was back as a full participant, so that's one that fans probably aren't happy about because they don't want to see him play. And I, I can't blame him, to be honest. Cause, uh, not that, you know, you've kind of, seen Travis Fulgham fall back down to earth and uh, that was an interesting spike and I can't really explain it but ever since opposing defenses have figured out that he exists um, he's been completely shut down so but he is a young player and probably deserves more snaps than Paul Sean Jeffrey just because you know one guy's going to be back and, and fighting for playing time, and the other isn't. Who is Travis Fulgham? Like, I remember you and I talking about it, and I said he looks like a true wide receiver, and a lot of people look like it, but I just meant how he was running his routes at the time, and maybe it was just because he was open and unknown by the opposing uh, teams, but you felt like there was something there, at least from what I was watching, and you know, I don't know if the disappearing act is more of the state of the team, who he really is, or a little bit of both. Yeah, I, I mean, it's probably a little bit uh, of both and probably a little bit in between. I mean, he's not, you know, for that month span, he was one of the top receivers in the NFL uh, from a statistical standpoint, and he's not. I, I mean, I've said that on the show. He's just he's not that type of receiver. But he proved over those four weeks that he can make some plays and do some things. And it is a little bit surprising that he's gone to such a degree to the other uh, extreme and not being involved at all. Um, and, uh, you know, just like everything else with this team and this offense, a lot of it um, is about the quarterback and his inability to get the ball outside the numbers, lost his confidence. Um, really doesn't even target the wide receivers at this point. And, and I do think that's what people are excited about to see Jalen Hurts because uh, I don't think his confidence has been um, ruined at this point and he'll at least try to get the football to some of these receivers. Talking with John McMullen, NFL Eagles insider, extending the play every Saturday morning, 10 a.m. to 11. Follow him on Twitter at jfmcmullen and phillyvoice.com and si.com. Jason Kelsey had a lot of interesting things to say regarding the state of the team. We touched on that a little bit. Um, Miles Sanders came out and said that he feels partially to blame, and everyone now is just coming to Carson Wentz's defense a little bit and holding themselves accountable, which is nice and another good PR thing, but in reality I don't know how it's going to translate um, but do you think that there's something to that? And I've asked you this before, but I'll ask you again, that this team can rally behind the benching as, like, let's just try and get better here on game day and just that can be a little bit of an X factor? Or is, are they just that much of a mess that nothing can save them? 
<laughs> well, I, you know, I, it's great to talk about uh, accountability and guys standing up and saying, look, I haven't played well. Um, and just about almost everybody on this offense can uh, say that. Um, but, I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. I mean, what matters is actually turning that around and uh, for guys who do have this talent, Miles Sanders would be in that category. I mean, we gotta we gotta see the production. Uh, so you know, you know, you're gonna struggle with Jordan Mailata and Jack Driscoll times playing tackle. Nate Herbig, if he if he plays, as we mentioned, uh, you know, you're gonna struggle at times. You know, you're gonna struggle struggle with uh, unknown or rookie receivers. Um, Jalen Rager, John Hightower, Quez Watkins, Travis Fogan, on and on and on. Um, so, I, I mean, I, I do think you look at the talented players and the Miles Sanders and the Ragers and say, look, it's great. You admit you're part of the problem, but it's time to become part of the solution. And I think that's the bigger issue. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and speaking of Miles Sanders, and this is a topic that you and I have talked about a lot. I jokingly put out there just to get – I just like staring the pot now on Twitter because I'm just so over that site. But um, I put Miles Sanders is the most overrated athlete in Philly, and some people literally had a heart attack. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've been through it. Uh, just like, you know. And Miles will acknowledge this, which is interesting because, again, he has pointed uh, – some of his deficiencies and he said it again today and I, I do think people have difficulty uh, parsing out the talent because he is very talented and he is very explosive and he can make big plays when he's in the open field and you can see that juice and and then you look at it from a a, a more clinical standpoint you see okay he's really struggled in pass protection he's really struggled uh, as a receiver out of the backfield which I mean, he looked great last at the end of last season um, as a receiver, and it's just regressed to um, a, a, a point you can't explain. Uh, yeah, but I, I don't know. Maybe it's because there's not a lot to hang your hat on anymore. Yeah. And he is one guy who has talent, but, I mean, there's no question. He's he's overrated. I mean, his his – his production does not meet his talent level, and I, I don't see many Eagles fans who realize that uh, for whatever reason. But we also, I, I I will never be able to explain why why fans latch on to certain players and really dislike other players. I, I I'll never understand it, but he's one they've latched on to, and he just hasn't played well. You got to be honest about that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of fans will say, well, he hasn't gotten the ball. I mean, of course his stats aren't going to be there. And I just don't yeah, get the that. the run-pass ratio. Yeah. Well, there's, you know, there's the crowd. I, I mean, for whatever reason, they're still living in 1975. I mean, that's just a modern NFL. It's a passing game. There's a few teams, Tennessee. Uh, and, and, you know, you know why Derrick Henry and uh, – Minnesota with Dalvin Cook uh, that are, are really run first teams, but it's so hard to win that way. It's so hard to the, the margin of error is so small if you can't throw the football in this league, and it's just 
you know, it's one of those things, and we're getting to that point. Obviously, it's most likely not going to matter for the Eagles, but when you start talking about the playoffs and you start talking about bad weather games, and then you want a running back, you know, for that January game. But it, it's in September and October, it's sort of like you're wasting your time. And then it's it's the teams that are able to have it when they need it that really kind of utilize things. But, I, I mean, I, I go back to that Cleveland game because, you know, Doug was doing what everybody wanted. He was running the football down uh, the Browns' throat. Uh, the Eagles are ready to go in, touchdown. He fumbles the football inside the five-yard line. I, I, you know, uh, do people forget that? Right. <laughs> do you think that the Eagles can start doing more of a Patriots type of philosophy, maybe especially now with Jalen Hurts, like just do the the more running type packages and play calling with Jalen and Miles Sanders and, and get that more involved? Well, I, it should help a little bit, and, and Miles admitted this today as well, the, the fact that the RPO game is going to be back to a, a, a bigger degree, a more significant degree uh, with Jalen. Um, and, and he's obviously um, a better runner uh, and, and can bring that uh, to the offense. Um, but, uh, you know, it, in theory, it can help the running back when um, – you know, you're that defensive end. You got to make the decision: do you go after the quarterback, do you go after the running back? Uh, so it, it it can help, but it, it's same as everything else in this league. I mean, is Jordan Mailata getting his block? Is Isaac Sayamalo getting his block? Um, so that has more to do with success uh, than anything else. But yeah, I, I think Jalen Hurts' ability to run the football. And, and by the way, he's not Lamar Jackson, so let's not go crazy. Yeah. But he is uh, a movement-based quarterback who can move the chains with his legs, and, and that should be a positive. What are some of the challenges that the Eagles' defense is going to be facing on Sunday and that they're trying to prepare for uh, all week? Well, I mean, I, I think they're getting a big break without Drew Brees. It's pretty clear he's not going to play again. And, you know, the Saints are – they've been winning games, so you give them credit with Taysom Hill at quarterback, but they've been winning them a different way. The one – they scored 30 points once without Drew, and that was uh, in that ridiculous COVID game uh, with Denver. So, you know, when they had to – a practice squad receiver at quarterback so that was kind of meaningless that was kind of an outlier game and you know the other it's a struggle for them because they have a you know running quarterback who's not the best certainly at consistently throwing the football uh but he can make plays he's not tim tebow level bad throwing it um and and he 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 can be difficult to deal with at times same as Jalen Hurts, that's why you heard all those comparisons when the Eagles drafted him, a lot of comparisons to Taysom Hill. Um, I think Jalen's a better quarterback, a better thrower. Uh, But I I do think him in the lineup as quarterback gives the Eagles defense uh, a little bit of an easier uh, uh, day, to be honest, because 
they don't have to worry about as many things. Um, and and it comes down to the passing game I just mentioned. They do have to worry about more things in a running game, but that's not as important in a modern NFL. you got to be honest about that. What are your thoughts on Jim Schwartz right now? And I, I know your thoughts on him, but the likelihood of him sticking around long term, you know, with all the talk being on Doug Peterson and now even more on Howie and Jeffrey Lurie uh, and everything else going on, Carson, Jim Schwartz, I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, has flown under the radar a little bit. Um, so is he here to stay? How is he feeling personally? Just an update with him. Well, no, I, I mean, he's tied to Doug. Uh, it's not like he's going to be the head coach. I, I don't think if they hire a, another head coach, you're going to keep a lot of assistance. That's generally not what happens. The new guy wants to bring in his own people. Um, so I, I do think his future is tied to Doug's future. So a lot of this comes down to Jeffrey Laurie and what he decides to do after this season. And he's been a little bit more unpredictable lately, certainly after last season. Uh, and all indications are he's very frustrated at, at the way the season has gone. Um, the one thing I know about Jeffrey's is just um, to a fault chases what he thinks is innovation on the offensive side of the football. And you know, that might be the issue here because um, he he does not like the way this offense has been going. Nobody does. But as I just explained, with Josh McDaniels being another perfect example, you know, you can go from flavor of the month to, as Terry Bradshaw again called it, the most boring offense in the history of football very quickly if you don't have the players uh, to pull these things off. And, I, you know, Jeffrey, to me, thinks scheme is more important than talent, and I just don't agree with him. Talking with John McMullen, NFL Eagles insider. Um, all right, John, so from the wide receiver position, Travis Fulgham's been quiet. Alshon Jeffrey, it just feels like he's been in the way uh, everyone's been quiet, and it just feels like now moving forward, the answer is the two tight ends, and they've been somewhat quiet themselves. Rodgers has been a nice surprise, and I've asked you this a lot, but I'm going to continue to ask it. What is the recipe for success now in the short term, and who can we expect to maybe have a big game on Sunday? Yeah, I, I do think they're going to go back to more 12 personnel, and and they have to because you know, Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard are, are two of their better offensive players. Um, probably not what you want. Uh, they probably want more speed on the field. They certainly, that was the plan when this all started, and it, it didn't work. Um, but now you got to default to your best players. And, you know, I do think Dallas uh, started, uh, played well uh, against Green Bay. And Zach, obviously, is just returning, but um, those guys are starting to get into form and yeah I mean <laughs> just think about it if you're talking about whether it's Alshon Jeffrey or Travis Fulgham Jalen Rager and, and Greg Ward that's your 11 personnel right now 
And do you want to take Zach Ertz or Dallas Goddard off the field for that? Hmm. I, I don't. No. Uh, and I think that's where Doug is, and um, that's the way the Eagles will be the rest of the season, and I think that will hurt, uh, help Jalen Hurts as well uh, to get two proven players on the field, and hopefully they're over their injuries and they can start playing like their reputations um, say they would have played, but they haven't this season. Is there any chance Jalen Hurts gets benched um, this Sunday? I say no way, um, you know. But ha- what's your thoughts on that? Do you think he could get benched next week, or is this his time now until the end of the year? Uh, I think it's his time until the end of the season, uh, unless things go horrifically bad. I mean, if, if it's thirty to three at halftime. Uh, you have to revisit that, uh, and that could certainly change things. Even if you hold your nose and get through a full game, you could see yourself going right back to Carson Wentz the next week. Uh, but I don't think that's the plan. I think the plan is to evaluate Jalen Hurts for the rest of this season um, and to see what you have there uh, and sort of start that reclamation project on, on Carson Wentz in the offseason because in season, when it's all about preparing for the next opponent, there's there's really not time for reclamation projects. And I think the Eagles know what's in front of them from that perspective. You know, we're going to be talking about breaking down mechanics and rebuilding and all those types of things. And you just can't get that done uh, when you're in prep mode for the next game. All right, John, I want to switch gears before I let you go. The Phillies just found uh, their own version of Daryl Morey, it looks like. They're finalizing a deal to make Dave Dombrowski the president of baseball operations. You talk about organizations that are a mess. It feels like it's all over the city in Philadelphia. Um, Sixers could be turning a corner, but I'm hesitant there. And now the Phillies are a mess as well. I don't know what you think this hire can can do for them. Well, I think it's certainly stronger – uh, than what they had. I don't know how they got Dave to relocate during a pandemic. I was told that could not happen. <laughs> uh, they were able to get it done. And I, and I do think, you know, Daryl Morey is certainly a, a high-level NBA executive. So, I, I mean, I, I always talk about, you know, getting better. Um, are those teams better with those hires? I, I think they are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, the goal, certainly the goal with the Sixers has always been uh, through the, the losing and the process about championships, or at least that's what people said, and then they start to move the goalposts. I don't think they're close to that. So it kind of depends on, you know, what what are your expectations? It always just depends on that. I, but I do think, you know, both the Sixers and Phillies now have uh, executives that will make better decisions than the guys that they replace. So that's that's a positive. It is a positive. So we'll see what the Sixers and Phillies are able to do, and we'll continue to talk Eagles along the way every night right here on The Fix at 1030 with NFL Eagles insider John McMullen. Follow all of his work on phillyvoice.com and si.com and listen to him every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. to 11 right here 
extending the play, AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. All right, John, go get some rest, turn off that Thursday night game as it's coming down the stretch, and uh, we'll do it again tomorrow. All right, thanks, John. Later, John.